This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. Now, Seattle also had um, the bust. Uh, the busts. So the first one is Julio Jones's thirty-one yard touchdown, which comes on a, a third and eleven, which is like super, super disappointing. And in our reaction podcast, I couldn't really tell what the coverage was supposed to be. It actually seems like Seattle was pushing their weak hook player. So, yeah, I, so it was cover three. We know that much. Yeah, so if I get up my uh, picture for everyone. Oh, it's gone a bit blurry. Ah, well. Uh, so it, it looked like they were, I think, just be, it, it sort of makes sense in the way that they've run cover three. And I went back and found other examples of this coverage, which they started working in during um, during the, the previous... Th- a few weeks where basically Diggs is the deep guy and but he's still a hook defender he's still one of the interior cover three zones and then Brooks is like the low hole kind of defender so they're almost staggering the hooks which they've done in the past as well but in the in the kind of Fangio like it's basically like how Saban does cover three basically in in that world it does really turn into a lot more like cover one almost it looks like situations Mm-hmm. And here, this just seems like a simple one of like I asked Pete about how playing match coverage, match coverage is more difficult, and he he went to this play without me even suggesting it, <laughs> and yeah. he said how they repped it, and it's about basically if I give you this guy, you need to take it, and Brooks didn't take it, which he should have done. Uh, it's difficult because Evan stemmed inside and occupied his eyes, but also like you can see Brady setting up right here. Brooks just needed to trust that Woolen was doing his job and play the route yeah. and Brooks sort of you know seeing is believing and Brooks hasn't quite trusted guys to get it done at the moment uh in especially in like the middle field close the new matching rules of the cover three they're running this year yeah and uh that showed up here and it, it would be a 
I mean, I, I definitely felt like it was on Brooks because the way Quandre plays it, it just doesn't make sense that he would kneel down on that shallow. It yeah, would yeah. Be a, Quandre, it's a new way to shove. It's a really cool idea. Like it, it, it basically a... removes any combination you can get out of the trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as but... X is under, is saying you're screwed because we're gonna have like one, two, three layers, and uh, width and depth on you. Like, yeah, you're just removing everything. The, and like, what's the three receiver doing? Well, we we we're basically getting layers to that as well. I feel like it kind of wastes if you're not going to have Josh Jones really shove to, you know, like I mean, he's he's running true middle, right? Mm. I feel like it kind of wastes digs a little bit because I get yeah, I guess, but then it's he, sort he of like ha- it's, play, it's overplaying dagger, isn't it? Well, but can he play dagger from from maybe it's just the way he's moving? But that's what I was thinking about by having Brooks by having Brooks nil down. You're losing your your hash runner, basically your strong hook defender. I think I think Diggs and you can't the dagger. You think so? Okay, yeah, because he flies out there. That's what really made me realize that like it's on Brooks. Because as soon as this Julio goes underneath, like. Diggs forgets about the three, like eyes wise. He's immediately thinking to the two because he knows Woolen's taken the three, the innermost receiver yeah. up the field. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah, this is something they have to hammer out. Yeah. So then the other issue has been uh well well first, before we get to the other issue, which is a, a bigger theme for the season and a bit troubling to be honest. How did you view the catch uh, down near the goal line where it, it looked like... To I don't Miller. know if they got the call in. To, to Scotty? Like... Was that the Scotty Miller? Was yeah, it the one where he, like, he jumps where he, up in the air and falls yeah, down? Yeah, where he, where he jumped when he yes. didn't need to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Neil plays like he's in a deep half, but Diggs comes down super aggressive. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of... Wait, 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 wait. Which one are you thinking of now? Um, Is it the one where it's it's uh, trips again? I think they no, motion the ac- trips. play action and they get like a scissor combination and Neil in the half plays a vertical route and there's Diggs flies down into the flat and plays the back. It's like they were playing cover three and do and, uh, you want a timestamp? Yeah, that'd be good because I'm seventeen oh oh. They get trips, yeah. Seventeen oh oh. I think they bust the check because, like, I I watched this live. Okay, like, yeah, this one, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is uh, a busted check or to me it looked like because aggressive. Ne- maybe it could be like red zone quarter quarter half, but that doesn't make sense. The right hand side plays like cover three, and the left plays like cover two, where they're expecting quarters backside or something the i just assumed it was i assumed it was cover three and neil he just stays kind of tight on two at first because but he's trying jackson to plays like a cover two corner oh yeah he does and then oh neil yeah t- yeah he does. and then neil turns around and he like stares at, uh i think where brooks ends up like what on earth we're playing two different coverages here so it looks like it looks like they're playing, yeah, cover two to that side with 
Diggs never comes down that hard if he's not playing. He plays like he's cover three guy, like a curl flat player coming down. Yeah, and then if if it's clouded to that side, though, why is Kobe acting like he's kind of a flat defender? Right. This doesn't well, make sense. So, so Kobe I, plays I like a hook. Yeah. I, I assumed this was just busted cover three, and I couldn't understand why Kobe was zoning. Yeah. I thought there's no reason to zone this one, this particular cover three carry number two. But you're right. Mike Jackson's clouded, and that makes Neil make way more sense. He's a cloud. Maybe Kobe. So it could Kobe could think he's a curl flat defender, and he might no. think it's cover three. I think the right-hand side just played three. Or, and then the left-hand side, even Brooks plays more like three. And so does, oh, Kobe. I, I get what you're saying. Kobe, yeah. yeah. It's not Kobe. Kobe, so. yeah. But yeah, Jackson and Neil play like halves. Um, and they did change from two by two into trips. And so, but this this seems like they're playing the wrong coverage. Like, So, like, I mean, Brooks could very well be playing the middle hook in half quarter quarter. He right? could, because he's got a three over here. The three's to the flat. Because so, I initially which, thought one of Brooks or Kobe, like you're saying, needed to get on under the two. But the more I, I like live, I'm I'm I was like situated on the opposite uh 35 yard line. So I had a view right behind this. Um I had a view right behind this. It was in Tampa yeah, Bay territory, right behind just, this. And I just saw Diggs fly down and I was like, oh, they're running cover nine, weak rotated three cover three sky. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Diggs is on the back, and then and then I was like, "Oh my word, where on earth is the post safety?" And I'm like, I watched the replay, and I'm like, "Well, Jackson's in the cloud, and Neil's in a deep half. So what on earth are they doing? Like, yeah. is this like a red zone quarter quarter half? Like to me, that seems too complicated. Because if it like, was a red zone quarter quarter half, you'd match uh, Kobe on the two, or have Brooks actually just play in the high hop. Like it just it just seems like a flat out. We're playing two different coverages here." Maybe, uh, like maybe Woolen and Diggs are an inverted, but that's what I wondered. But that doesn't yeah, seem right, it doesn't seem right at all. Um, either way, Kobe has to, Kobe Bryant has to be wrong. Uh... Yeah, that has to be Kobe, right? Because like Brooks has to take because, the because because we're, we're assuming we're assuming it's cover two to the boundary, but but then Griff, if 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 Kobe thinks it's still cover three. Maybe he's treating this as the push thing, where it's the issue we'll get to, which is the fast three that Seattle's been having, because he well, might think that Brooks needs to take the new, the new guy up the seam. By mm -hmm. wrong, I mean by wrong, I mean if it is cover two to the boundary, then Kobe's wrong because he's playing it like it's cover three, and he had the call wrong itself. Right. So he's 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 not playing the technique wrong for what he thinks the call is. He's playing the technique wrong because he doesn't know what the call is. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so that that was a really messy one, and that that set up the Buccaneers' second touchdown, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, Seattle's been having real issues with in cover three when you are playing uh, into the boundary. You you get. Uh, a condensed set and it's two by two like for instance this to avoid being stretched by what we'd call 
a fast three receiver there's two ways to do it you can make an like a zone area call right griff or you can change your match and given seattle is running match where the basically the curl flat player is always going to be covering the number two receiver and the 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 hook player to his inside is always going to line up is always going to be relating to the number three receiver but if the three receiver gets out really fast they can make a, a push call and so that three receiver out really fast becomes the new number two and so the curl flat gets to him but then to replace the curl flat who ordinarily would match a two receiver down the seam to replace him then the hook player to his inside he pushes over and takes the new number two which which may originally have been uh you know not his responsibility and he matches that down the field so he basically replaces the curl flat player's coverage and the curl flat player basically plays on the three yeah yeah and they've had issues with this like we talked about on our tape podcast but the the san francisco uh 49ers game the detroit lions game uh cardinals even now sometimes it's been found out sometimes it hasn't again brooks is kind of a theme to it but then he also does play linebacker where he's often you know like i don't think it's just brooks and in this game seattle uh Seattle had barton struggling with it as well so it's not it's not just a brooks issue but the Bucks were clever because like you can see here when the ball came out for cody it's tight ty's doing a great job with the graphics here but as the ball came out for already to the other side you can see seattle's having an issue because ryan neil pushed with the back into the flat the fast three woolen is over the top of one of these tight ends barton's kind of zoned off when mm-hmm. you would should he match a tight end here and so one of those tight ends would come open if, no. if brady had looked that side and you do wonder about he, he can't match it i mean if you you want the corner to midpoint if anything but right it's kind of hard to that was the problem their distributions made it impossible for the corner to midpoint so that's yes. why they were being broken because you don't you so, don't have yeah go ahead well and so what showed up beautifully was down the stretch when the Buccaneers really needed a big play in the red zone, they they got one with Cade Otten, former UW guy, right? He he got down into the red zone by uh, making a catch on a similar kind of uh, like a it's like a seam and a corner route where Woolen this time I think he'd been told that he had to like he had to midpoint it or you know play like pure zone principles to the combination, but they just couldn't. They couldn't match the route. Like it, it was too difficult. The corner route runs him off. I've got it coming up in a second. But I don't. I mean, that's just a good beat of right Griff. But also, yeah. it's just weird that it's still. I still think you could match it, but also like again, it's that thing of like we we always run cover three match right, and like but like Seattle when they used to run soft sky and like Pete Carroll's old system, they would never have this issue against two by two. I mean, yeah, because they knew their match rules in the, in it, and so like Saban has different rules for a fast three versus a slow three. Yes, and how that changes things. Fangio is pretty consistent in that 
you know, almost never zones off the, the match. He just has the mic take it through if it's fast or slow. And, but I get like certain formations where it's hard to define who the number one is, who the number two is, like tight end wings, right? Or condensed splits. That's where it makes sense to zone things. And this game, they were zoning a lot, just like they did against the Cardinals. And Cliff was smart to make it difficult on them in that regard. Seattle was smart to then zone it so they didn't have problems. But then where Cliff failed was the patterns themselves didn't conflict the corner. Yeah. And, so what was, and Leftwich what, conflicted the corner. Yeah, what was great about Leftwich was he, the outside tight end here, he ran a corner route, which from the condensed split, the zone corner, Woolen is like, well, I've got to take this. It's, and it widens his zone. It keeps him out of the seam that they're looking to really get at. And Barton, I think, would probably have got under the seam route. But Brady set up, and I don't know if he intentionally pump faked. I mean, it's Tom Brady, so we'll give him that. Yeah. But then he moved up in the pocket after this, and Barton and uh, Brooks just stopped because they're like, the ball's got to come out. And it's just right into the hole. I mean, it is a brilliant completion, and I probably would credit the Bucks more. Well, no, I do credit the Bucks, But I wouldn't yeah. be as concerned about Seattle if it just hadn't been like a recurring... And maybe it's just because it's the new the new way of beating the cover three, like this kind of condensed the, thing and the fast yeah. three. And I just I'm sort of acclimatizing to that being a new beater of the defense. But they'll keep getting this, like this condensed thing into the boundary. And it'll be cool to see if they have a, a few more different tools for handling it. The the I agree. And you can tell that the near hook defender, I guess in this case the boundary hook defender, Cody. Whoever's in his shoes when they play this, whether it's Dime or whatever, however, whoever's there, whoever's that near hook defender to the three L receiver side, who post snap anyway, the landmark is pretty consistent, like where Brooke, where Barton is right now. They're not having him, if they've got two up, they're not having him look to man turn with it and push on a potential sale anymore. They want to zone off if with that with who neil is if they want to handle like flood patterns and that's how they're doing it now and i guess this is just if it's not outbreaking you're kind of screwed if it's kind of like a scissors or long switch release thing then i mean technically it's up the seam and you're not asking anyone to carry that seam technically strictly speaking it would be on the free safety but you're not asking Diggs to make a play right there I mean, especially from where he's rotating, like that's not possible. Um, ideally, you'd like the corner to squeeze it and the hook defender to have enough depth to kind of like what we're showing here. You got to make a perfect throw over the linebackers and you just have three defenders, if not four, converging on the whole picture um, to make as hard a throw as possible. And that's ultimately what good zone coverage is. You're just making tough throws and you yeah. count on them not making it. Like the fact that Brooks is even near the picture, because you remember he's like the field hook defender. He's all the way contesting this as much as anyone in his shoes can. Yeah, more than Barton. Yeah. So I just, it's all so dumb. I mean, so yeah, Brooks is pushing. Barton is in a dig window. Brooks is pushing to be like the second dig window player because it's three by two final distribution. He's also pushing to the boundary to see if he needs to take anything up, like a final three. It's just they need to find a way to, I mean, I feel like it would just, especially to the boundary, 
like I actually would carry to like, carry two or just play really high. And then like your near hook defender can take three to the flat through because it's not that much space. You're to the boundary, you're not to the field. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just but funny they're... how, you know, they're, you know, they're matching now, but they're also giving up routes downfield that they would not have given up anyway. Absolutely. They absolutely did not give this up last year. No. So, Especially after week six. So. Well, that's why leaning the safety to one side and then matching the other seat. I mean, this kind of clever. Anyway. Yeah. So that being addressed with the defense, one thing I noticed was they didn't use a, a four-eye technique to, um, to a tight end as often. Uh, I think it was when there was cloud force to the outside on that side, but they just played two, three techniques, which, I mean, that's cool if you're a nerd. And then um, I'm not sure. I'm not. Well, Griff, is, is there anything you want to add in on the defense? Um, I mean, we talked run defense. We talked third down conversions, just tightly contested stuff. And then we talked the 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 cover three bus, really. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, if you could alter one of those three things that didn't go their way, they probably win this game. Just one of the three. So I, I think that it's fixable, but the really the main concerning thing are the assignment bus. I, I think you just live and die by whatever happens regarding variance with the, the, the Kobe propositions, you know, like I'd take that coverage eight times out of 10 and hope that you Win eight out of ten times, you know. I thought I thought Kobe was actually really encouraging in the way he looked to cut off, like on the crossing routes, and like uh-huh. almost it's almost like the opposite of being stacked. He's almost stacking the receiver, you know, taking a good angle on over routes and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. thought Neil had a disappointing game in terms of helping him out uh, at times as a, as a layer, which I mean that's hard. I know, but yeah. I, I think he could have been better. Now I also thought Woolen had a bit of a welcome to the league. Uh, match up with Mike Evans where he tried his quick jam and Evans just like fought it mm. out of the way like they were playing some bully ball on the outside and I I think Willen got picked on a bit and that would be good for him it would be good learning experience yeah. I wish we could have seen more of that Evans versus Willen yeah and, and then was uh, that was that Goodwin on the back shoulder fade too Godwin or, or Godwin not Goodwin Godwin right, right. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and he's Seahawk, not, by the way. He's not the he's not the biggest guy, but he he had a great game as well. And yeah, he had the great catch from second and nine to start their game ending drive, where Seattle literally drops a bonus hook into him, bashes him up. Then Kobe gets hands on him, and Brady somehow he somehow recovers and fits it in the window. It's nuts. They're just nuts. They they yeah. just had a great game, and so it don't was panic about the defense. Game. They had to win. Well, they didn't have to win because they're somehow first place in the NFC. They, uh, South, they had despite being five and five. But like that was a huge win for them. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, good. Good for them. Uh, there we go.